You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands in the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am joined today by Raina Kumra, who is the CEO and founder of Spicewell. Raina, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Laurel. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I think the concept you've created is so interesting and different, and I've never, ever seen it before, and it's like, it makes so much sense, but share with our audience what you've created and, um, and why it's so different. Well, I'm so happy to hear you say that. Um, so we created... basically a new category between supplements and spices. And we're really focused on getting people to eat their vitamins versus take them in pill form. And one of our first ways of presenting that to the market is in salt and pepper because our salt has always been iodized, uh, but then we didn't add anything else to it. And it's such a great opportunity that 8 billion people around the world use multiple times a day to Um, import more vitamins and minerals into our bodies. And so that's kind of what we started. It's really quite brilliant. And I'll tell you, for those of you who haven't tried it, obviously, we're going to tell you where you can find it, but it doesn't taste any different. And you're doing something so good for yourself. So it's like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It doesn't make any sense why this wasn't invented before. (laughs) You know, I just think it's quite brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> I think I was, uh, as a longtime innovator, I was looking for my next thing to do. And I also had decided I wanted to do something that was just so obvious and so under my nose this whole time. And it was not in tech and it was in food. So that was a big surprise to me. Mm. Well, I'm a big foodie. That, you know, we do a lot in consumer um, in CPG. And I, I mean, when you pitch this concept to me, so we met at a women's networking event. And you pitched this concept to me, and I think pretty instantly, I was like, oh, you have to come on the podcast. This is a concept. I mean, I get pitched a lot of product, as you well know, and I very rarely have such a visceral, instant reaction to something like I did with this concept, because it's just, it just makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you do this? There's no reason to not get, to not eat your vitamins. Hello. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, Well, we also really wanted to focus on not changing habits because I worked in advertising and marketing and media for a long time. And I know that habit change is really hard and it's kind of a myth. And really people just always default to what they always do. So we wanted to do something that just changed your ingredients for something that you already did. So like a quick swap that that's a healthier option versus going and trying to, you know, add something new to your routine. <laughs> and I think from, from a, um, from a consumption, from an onboarding of new, new users perspective, that makes a whole lot of sense, but you are, as you said, still creating a set, a new and separate category, a combination of categories, so to speak. So you couldn't really do both because that would be way too challenging. Like already, I'm sure the education around this is challenging because you're creating yeah. a new category. Yeah. Um, but I love that you were so conscious about ensuring that this wasn't a behavioral shift. This was a 
just another option that's better for you and you just grab it and go. You You totally get it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And the education lift is no joke. It is, it is a big one, but it is with any new product. So I think we were ready for the challenge. And I think the world is ready for better, better for you in every category. I think that's one of the things that I know I learned during the pandemic was I, you know, really looking at my ingredients, being open to different things that I might not, uh, you know, have on the shelf because you couldn't get access to as many things. It was a really great time to try new and different ingredients and brands and things like that. So I think you launched at a really smart time, actually. Yeah, well, it's so funny because without the pandemic, I would have never had time to go down the rabbit hole that I did with this. So mm-hmm. uh, there, this wouldn't have existed if I, you know, was trapped and was not trapped in my house. <laughs> so take us down the path of like, how did you conceptualize this? How did you ideate around it and execute? Because you said you had like a marketing advertising background, but not necessarily a food background. I just want to know how this you know, actually got executed? Uh, Well, I've spent 25 years of my career in tech policy, you know, advertising and I, and, and, you know, advising fortune 50 companies and, and all of that. And so that was really my identity. But in the middle of the pandemic, my husband had a, a knee surgery, which we had planned on. So I was ready to take care of him. But the next day, my daughter broke her collarbone. She was five years old in a um, bike accident. So then I oh suddenly just had one patient who was bedridden. I had two. I had one upstairs, one downstairs. So I was just running all over the house, getting them right. healthy foods, trying to you know figure out what like how to reduce inflammation in a child without giving them Tylenol because I didn't want to do that. And, um, right. And that's sort of, that was the origin story for Spice. Well, I really went back to my roots. I, I, you know, I'm South Asian. I grew up with a Punjabi grandma and mom who basically any medicine, any medicinal need would be handled through food, herbs, seeds, spices. And mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. what I went back to. And it was such a like welcome thing for my brain after doing, you know, just working with pixels for so long to actually like work with atoms. <laughs> and I was so happy to just be like get, getting my hands dirty and be in the kitchen and go to the garden and chop down broccoli and kale and dehydrate it in the oven and then sprinkle it on some things. And I was just going like nuts. And again, you're only allowed to do these things when you're in the pandemic and there's no other distraction. There's nothing pulling me away. And I went and got my um, certificate in um, plant medicine. Like I really went like down many, many rabbit holes and I fell in love with the concept of, you know, I've grown up with Ayurveda. I totally did not pay any attention to it. I was, took it very for granted, to be honest. It was like, oh yeah, I know what to do with turmeric and I know how to, how pepper helps. Yeah. yeah that's the go-to. Right. <laughs> the and, uh, and ginger. The latte that's yeah. so hot right now, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I also know that um, a lot of people kind of know about it, but don't really, haven't really utilized it to its best end. So I, I thought about like, if I was to solve the problem and my family did heal very fast and they had great digestion, they had wonderful low inflammation, they had very low pain and they, their bones, joints, skin, like all of it kind of healed and fused back together really fast because they were getting all of the essential minerals that 
that nature provides to ourselves that we were supposed to be eating the whole time anyways. Um, and then, you know, for some reason we switched over to pharmaceuticals. I don't know. Was that reason because it makes more money? Probably. <laughs> but, but I, uh, I just got, you know, like once you see it, you can't unsee what big right. food and pharma have been doing to us. And I really wanted to go back to Ayurveda as a solution to so many of the ailments that we're dealing with and also to prevent chronic illness. So I took this idea, I took what I, the prototype I had for, for them and it wasn't in salt and pepper. It was in soups and broths and all that. And I thought about at scale, how do we solve a problem of nutrient deficiency in this country? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a major issue, major issue. And our soil is less nutritive And we have so much wrong with the food system. We have so many ingredients that we're eating on a daily basis that are banned in other countries, like not even allowed to be fed to pets kind of banned. And we feed and big food feeds that to us every day and makes it highly addictive. And that leads us directly into the hands of pharmaceutical companies to, you know, pharma. Yep. And, it's almost um, as if they're working in cahoots, you know, they definitely are. And, you know, the medical system is, is part of this problem. And what I really thought was so interesting in my plant medicine course is how basically every single pharmaceutical comes from a plant molecule, right? So they just ripped off nature and then made money off of it. And um, <laughs> it's better to just eat them. It's better absorption. It's better bioavailability. It's better for your health. Um, You can actually do something with it versus taking a curcumin supplement uh, that has no pepper in it that just you end up peeing out. And, you know, I've had expensive pee. I'm sure everyone has. I was just going to say that's exactly what my husband says when I take my my medicine, my uh, my cold in the morning. He's like, this is just really expensive urine that you're making. That's hilarious. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If your pee is fluorescent yellow, you're not really absorbing much. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then putting it back into food and, and, and absorbing it at mealtime, the way our bodies are designed to absorb nutrients, it just made so much sense. And I, I yeah. was like, I have to do this. I am the, if I have this opportunity, if I have this idea, and if I don't do this, um, who's going to do it? So yeah. that was why I kind of did it. <laughs> if not you, who, if not now, when I love that, that's been part of my journey as well. We're going to take yeah. a really quick break and then we'll continue with this conversation. Stay tuned. We are thrilled that you've joined us here on the elevate your brand podcast, but did you know we have a ton more useful content on our blog page? Make sure to go to elevatemybrand.com and check out the tips and tricks that we share with you every week on how to elevate your brand via marketing, advertising, branding, messaging, social media, you name it, we've got your back. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with Raina Kumra, who is the CEO and founder of Spicewell. Uh, before the break, you were sharing with us a little bit about your story and how you created the product. But how did you go from the soups and broths to the salt and peppers? Ah, uh, great question. Uh, that was sort of the at scale issue. And I thought uh, about okay. what I could do, what I could make personally. Like, again, I had no experience in food other than marketing it before, did a few CPG launches, but I'd never actually made anything. And I, I looked at a bunch of different things and I wanted something that was shelf stable. So that was number one. I wanted something that was very easy to produce and ship. And that was number two. And so that's where I kind of narrowed down to 
salt and pepper, but there was just such an opportunity with salt and pepper. I, and <laughs> I must have like t- sampled at least 60 different salts and my husband and I were like, retaining so much water (laughs) you're like why are we so puffy i I literally cannot taste any more salt but there is there's something very magical and mystical about salt and around the same time i'd sort of like let tarot back into my life sort of you know looking at signs and symbols and you know getting getting a little bit more interested in the history of salt and the alchemy and how it was used as money. It was, you know, the original trade um, currency and it was so important. It's so important to every creature and it performs like it allows ourselves to perform over 180 different functions. So that's why I was like, salt is so important and it is so utilized. And this is such an opportunity. This is the most undervalued thing in the world right now that we could do so much more with. Amazing. Well, as someone who has now tried the products and had a lot of my friends and family tried products, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm so glad that you created this concept. And um, I want to shift and talk a little bit about the branding piece because For us, you know, branding and marketing and consumer is everything. You know, you come from this background as well. Um, How did you come up with the name Spicewell? And then this so fun. It's like, I want to say it's like um, kind of 70s retro vibe, but it's got a very modern take to it in terms of the branding look and feel. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to tell you. Um, So in my 15 years in in advertising and branding, um, actually, it was more like 25 as well, because you never stop once you start. Um, 100. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I had this idea, it was kind of knocking around, and you know, I was thinking about superfoods, and I was thinking about like lots of different ideas around that. But I just knew I wanted something that was really simple, that explains itself, uh, because the education lift was already going to be so high. So I was looking for something that told a little bit of the story, got people intrigued enough to learn more. And that's where Spicewell really came from. And I had some other ideas that were actually, I, and I do a lot of consumer testing and it's so funny because the one that I was the most in love with tested the worst, of course. Oh no, I hate when that happens. Called, you sometimes like, get so attached to it. And you then, do, then you, you, have do. To, you have to realize that like, look, you have to listen to your consumer base, you know? But yeah. it's good that you can yeah. recognize that because sometimes you, you can't. Have you, 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 yeah, have you have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to do the research. You have to take in all of the voices of your stakeholders. And it was so funny. I, I can't even remember now what it's called. I've, I must have blacked it out. But it, the the concept came back as it sounded like a gasoline brand or something. And I was like, oh, okay. We, we it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, had super, it had super something in the title. And um, so that's how Spicewell kind of came about. And then I was able to get the trademark. I was able to get the URL um, after some negotiation and and I just got the Instagram handle as well. So I think oh. it was available and it just happened really fast. It was very smooth. And then we have um, dots that make up our logo. Those are supposed to represent the grains of salt and pepper and also kind of harken back to the bindi to the third eye to like more knowledge. Oh. And then mm-hmm. we, and I love explaining the symbolism. I have so many Easter eggs in my design. Um, I love it. And then the arches are uh, very like a, a very symbolic, sim, you know, of India, of doorways in India, the sort of Mughal Empire, you introduce the arch doorways. And that's 
that's sort of one way that we're sort of respecting back to where we came from with our Ayurveda elements that are involved in the product. But the arch also in tarot is a very, very important symbol for uh, walking through and leaving behind old things and learning new things. So it's really about the change mm, and transformation. transformation. Yeah. I wanted to bring to people's pantries. And I'm super excited because we're taking this radiant arch, which is what I call the the, the motif, um, mm-hmm. to tea towels and aprons. And we're actually launching them as part of our one year anniversary. And I they are so gorgeous. I can't wait to show them to you. We love a good swag moment. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's so the visuals on it. I, I just think you've done a lovely job. And as someone in marketing and branding, this is, you know, you eat with your eyes first, truly, in, in terms of yeah. brands, especially in the food space. So I, I was like, these are great. Like you and the containers themselves, like you wouldn't mind having those out on your um, tabletop, That's which is I'm sure idea. why you designed them that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always thinking about strategy. <laughs> I love that. I so appreciate that. Um, well, for those listening in who might want to try the products, share with us where they can get them. Well, you can get it on our website, spicewell.com. And if you're in the SoCal area, it, there's a banner on our website that is just for Southern California um, because we are in our first retailer. We're in all 28 stores at Gelson's and I have a buy one, get one free offer for anyone that's listening. Go to the website, sign up and uh, you'll get a text message and we will Venmo you back after you purchase them for, um, for one of the products. Wow. And, you know, for those of you listening in who are thinking of launching uh, brands in this space, the it's, again, so smart the way that you're approaching this, because what you need to showcase when you're launching in a new category, and especially in a new um, market space like Gelson's is sell-through, right? I think so many entrepreneurs, they just get so focused on, I just want to get on the shelves of Bristol's or Ralph's or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Gelson's, but really getting on the shelves is just step one, right? Totally. Then comes the work. And then you got to move that product. And it's an air game, a ground game, a sea game. And, you know, (laughs) I I need great data and I'm not I'm not stopping till we get it. (laughs) I love that. Um, Well, since we're on the topic of entrepreneurship, if you could share some of your best practices and then some of your stories, you know, about how to uh, build a brand, what things to look out for, what things you wish you had known then that you know now since you're still new in the game, but so quickly building success for the brand, I think our audience would love to hear some of your best practices around building something new in this category. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll go back to some advice I got in track uh, in like junior high from my track coach who said, if you're going to win this race, you need to run as fast as you can because you'll win it for yourself. And Mm -hmm. don't look back to see who's coming up you know, don't look to the side, don't look at who's in front of you, just run the race because every time you turn your attention away, you slow down. So I think that is, that's a philosophy that I've had to apply because you can just drown in FOMO. There's so many things that are happening. There's so many brands that are getting great success. And if you're just not focused, if you're focused on them and not yourself and not your own brand and your own company, you're going to, you're going to get distracted and it's going to slow you down. So that's sort of my totally. first piece of advice. I think that's so great. Drowning in FOMO. I love that. Yeah. Like just don't worry about it. Like if you yeah. believe in your product, if you believe it, it needs to exist and it needs to be popular, 
then get it there uh, in its own way, in its own time, not comparing it to, you know, whatever brands have a multi-million dollar marketing budget. <laughs> and for those, again, who are just picking up steam in this category, we all have those moments. So is there something, an activity, breathing, yoga, like is there something that you do specifically to get you back on track uh, instead of looking to the sides or behind you? Yes, take your phone and lock it in a drawer. <laughs> that is like the best thing to do. Mm, um, stop the doom scrolling. Go for a walk. Listen to music. Do a five-minute meditation. Go do some yoga. Do anything that like reminds your uh, body that you're human and not just a set of eyes that's like absorbing everything around you. Mm, I love that. We're going to take another really quick break and then we're going to come back to some more tips and tricks for me. So stay tuned. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably very likely that you've worked with a marketing agency that hasn't really worked out. That's why Elevate My Brand has developed our roadmap to marketing process. We use an extremely data-driven approach to show you exactly what your competitors are doing in the omnichannel space so that we can develop a strategy and tactical approach to success in your marketing. Call us today and let's get mapping. All right. Thanks for sticking with this. I am chatting with uh, Raina Kumra, the CEO and founder of Spicewell. Uh, before the break, you were sharing some of your best practices for entrepreneurship. What other tips do you have for us? Well, a lot of it really, as many CEOs know, is about who you hire and making sure those first hires are incredible, like that they will, you know, be worth every penny because they double or triple your productivity. So just hire very carefully, but also always, um, I guess, always be kind of looking for that person, uh, even after you've hired. And I don't mean that in a way that makes it should make anyone on my team feel insecure, but like there's always a way to uh, bring in and attract the right people at the right time in your business. And I think if you're closed off from that, if you're sort of like, oh, okay, I've got my team and we're all set, then you kind of miss the growth opportunities that come from meeting the right person at the right time. Mm, I I think that's a really smart note um, because you never know where the creativity or where the connectivity might be. I'm always on the lookout for great talent, but also Mm -hmm. I would add to that, um, make sure that you also give your team the ability like to hire and work up scale like upstream within right so we've had a lot of interns that have then converted into full-time with us and that's been really a great journey as well yeah my interns are like my favorite people they work so hard (laughs) and you can see how great they're going to be when they do you know finally graduate get into get into a job and yeah absolutely like being basically being able to spot talent and foster it is really your job that is your job a hundred percent. I feel the same way about my interns. And to, I also think that it's such a gift to be able to influence the younger generation and really showcase like what real leadership looks like and what they're capable of. And also to allow them to focus on what their best skill set is. Part of that journey, especially as an intern, is figuring out what you want to do and where that skill set is best used. So I, I think it's a real gift to be exactly. able to shape young minds since I'm now yeah. an old. <laughs> I know. Same here. Same here. <laughs> Um, any other tips? Otherwise, we can continue down the, the spice well path. Um, I think the just as a solo founder, <laughs> I think I, I, I really wish I had a co-founder. And since I don't have that co-founder, I kind of need to find that in other communities. So, you know, mm. if you're a solo founder, I have 
one tip, which is get your best friend, get your work wife, get, you know, even if they're not part of your company, because psychologically we all need it. This is such a hard thing to do to, you know, birth something into the world like this. Yeah. It's lonely at the top. As they say, I think community is everything when it comes to entrepreneurship. I mean, that's how you and I found each other, right? Exactly. That, and that's one of the communities I think is so, it's so great and, and it's so supportive and there's, there's gotta be, you know, there's gotta be more, uh, in other places in LA. We're very lucky. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of groups of women that get together to yeah. help each other. Absolutely. Well, I know that you have these, you know, you're starting foundational products, which are the salt and pepper. Can we get a little teaser about what might be coming next? Yeah. So we have a lot of launches coming up and some really exciting retail news coming up as well. Um, Coming up this spring, we will launch what we did our Kickstarter for, which is a trio of seasonings. So we're bringing tandoori seasoning, taco seasoning, or we're calling it Indian taco because it's sort of a riff on it, and then a bouillon. And what we're doing with each of those is featuring an Ayurvedic superfood um, that will give you a boost of uh, some vitamins and minerals. So TBD, that's all coming. Um, we're working with this incredible chef, Chef Pollock in, uh, in Atlanta. And um, she's like a Food Network star. She's done so much. But at the heart of everything that we're doing together is just really focusing on what is a, an original Indian ingredient that we can bring into this flavor profile of something that people use on a weekly basis, like taco seasoning. And how do we enhance the nutrition value of doing that? Mm, incredible. Um, I think one of the things that's important for new entrepreneurs to do is to celebrate the wins. So can you share with us one of your most recent wins or one of your most impactful wins along this entrepreneurial journey? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we just exhibited at the Fancy Food Show in um, Las Vegas. And I think what mm -hmm. makes it fancy is that there's a lot of chocolate and a lot of cheese. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I love the name Fancy. Mm -hmm. um, and we were selected out of the thousands of new brands that are that are exhibiting there as uh, and old brands, established brands, um, as a trendsetter in the functional food space in brain, immune and gut health. And that was just like a huge honor. They, you know, gave us a lot of press and, and um, a lot of posts and a lot of sent a lot of press our way for that. And there was just genuine interest in seeing what could happen because we know we're at the beginning of the food as medicine movement. We know we're one mm -hmm. of the companies that is out there, you know, beating this drum of like, eat your medicine. Don't, you know, and eat it from vegetables. Don't take pharmaceuticals. Don't take vitamins. Try to do it in a different format because it's better for you. And I think people are, are getting it. So it's, it's nice to see that we're ahead of our time, but not so far ahead that we are too far ahead. And so people are starting yeah. to catch on and we're one year old. So this is really like great timing to see those sparks. And then another big win, which I can't yet talk about, but I got news yesterday that we got into a very important retailer uh, in Southern California. And then we will also be getting into a uh, retailer on the East Coast very soon. So keep a lookout on our Instagram for those announcements. Congratulations. That's so exciting. And it's those wins. I mean, the recognition, the wins, but really it sounds like to you, it's more about knowing that you're really making a, a difference in how people live and eat and exist in this world. So I just think it's so major. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's movement building. It's so exciting mm-hmm. to see when your movement starts to pick up. And I love that. I love that part, the early days. So cool. Uh, well, in the last few minutes we have left, I always like to shift focus and talk about who you are as a human, because at the end of the day, while we are, are entrepreneurs and we are very much our businesses, we are humans first. So yes. this is what we call our quick fire. Um, just answer whatever comes top of mind. Ready? Yeah. First question is, what is the one thing you could not have lived without during the pandemic and you can't say your own product? Uh, oh, I could not have lived without my Netflix subscription. <laughs> You're definitely not the first one to say that. And I concur. Although I felt like I felt like I got to the end of Netflix at one point. I was like, I watched it all. It's all done now. Yeah. <laughs> they were running low. They were definitely running low. Uh-huh. Um, what is your go-to cocktail of choice after a long day? So I've been uh, pretty light on the alcohol, but I, I make a really interesting new Negroni. Um, and I, I love the margaritas that I make that are also non-alcoholic, um, and they have just a pinch of spice oil on the rim. I was going to say, I'm sure you can integrate the brand into any cocktail. I love that. Um, if you could wave a magic wand and have anything happen for the brand, what would that look like? Ah, that's a great question. I would love if we could get one of our celebrities that's following us and loves us, um, to come on board as an investor. I feel like that mm. would be a, a wonderful sort of commitment. Interesting. Okay, you heard it here first. Make sure you tag them, whoever you want, on this post when it goes live, and let's make that happen. Uh, <laughs> speak, okay. speak it into the universe and you make it a reality. That's the goal, right? Oh, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question is, what is your favorite word and why? This could be something that pops in your head just for this conversation or something that's had real meaning to you over time. Uh, jacuzzi. <laughs> it's just Why the jacuzzi? greatest word ever. I love saying it and I love jacuzzi. So. Well, that's really fun and playful as are you. And you've created a, a, such a fun, playful brand. You really can see what the future holds for Spicewell. And we're just so honored to have had you on the show today. Um, any final words of wisdom for our audience? Any final wrap ups for the, the, the podcast today? Uh, Well, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here and to chat with you. And um, for everyone out there, just do your best to eat as many vegetables as you can a day. That is my only advice. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Eat well, be well, spice well. Thank you so much, Raina, for being on the show today. Really appreciate your time. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. Stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next.